With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It is time again for us to finally bring you the million dollar lineup this week. Um, so Veterans Day today, uh, I was watching The Office at uh, the hotel the other day, and there was the episode when uh, Angela from accounting has to do customer service. And she says, our uh, official stance is apologetic. Um, our official stance on Veterans Day is appreciative. Um, so with that being said, um, in all seriousness, uh, thanks to the veterans out there and, um, Maddie, Alex, we're here to build everyone, a million dollar lineup. Let's make it happen. Finally. Yeah. Yeah, It's it's on us. It's on us. If not us, then who guys really, right. We got people making billion dollars on the lottery. The guy that sold the ticket is a millionaire. He didn't even have to build a lineup. He, he circumvented the whole process. So we'll, we'll do what we can. So we so don't just going to guess, considering none of us are in California and we showed up to the podcast, it, what, no one on this call won. No, no. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, a million listeners is in the, is, <laughs> is in the cards, but, um, and, and, and I think this week we'll, we'll make it happen. But um, with all that being said, you know, we are uh, here for the people, I think, first and foremost, and we wanted to kind of run through a little bit of what happened with last week's million dollars, maybe we or million dollar lineup. Maybe we can learn something um, and take a few things away. So going back, we're not going to like nitpick this too much, but we had Heineke, the quarterback, most Mostert, um, AB's pick of the week, my running back namesake Gibson, Godwin, Lazard, Tyreek Hill, uh, Maddie kind of crushed wide receiver. Godwin left a little meat on the bone. Um, Gerald Everett, I failed miserably at tight end. ATN at flex, I think we all nailed together. And then the Patriots were the top defense. So we we kept you in the money. So if you put $5 in, you're getting, uh, you know, you got more than you put in, and that's really life 101. You got more out of it than you put in. That's the first time a Gibson's ever let me down. I speak for myself and <laughs> and Tarbell when I say that. That's the first time that's ever happened. But we learned a valuable lesson. I think this is important. We look back here and we we uh it's it's tough because these it, every week the equation changes that you're trying to solve for, right? It's not static. Like if you're building lineups solely off of guys who had been productive the week before, then you're just waiting to get run over. So it's, it's tough. This stuff's hard, but I think we did it. We're getting there. I feel like we're getting there and we're making people money. It's the most important thing. And, and so the, the winning lineup was 
kind of a mix of, of some guys we've talked about in previous weeks that we didn't start, we were looking at, but um, Justin Fields was, was not really on our radar. I don't think at any point. Um, and Joe Mixon, if you had those two, you were making money regardless. Uh, the, the winner also had Cole Komet, a tight end would have been a really easy swap. Um, he was bound to do something. It was just, you know, his target share has gone up a little bit, or he's just been more involved in the offense. Um, in terms of, you know, like the half the time he's out there and on a five yard flat, um, Fields is running the ball, but he, he's been involved if you, if you've watched some of the games. So we could have saved some money on Everett going down to commit and, you know, made up in other areas, but he had Gabe Davis. So we, he crushed him with the Lazard pick over that. Yeah. Take that. You guys have loved Christian Kirk all year. Um, and it's mm-hmm. 6,300 with Lazard on the injury report, um, we were like that, that was probably the guy we were going to flip over to, I think. Is that, that was a wash. That was a wash. Yeah. That they scored the same amount of points. So we, Mm -hmm. okay. Trust the process there. We did it. Big win. Um, ATN he had at running back and we had him at flex. So, you know, we knew the talent was there and the, the, um, opportunity Darnell Mooney going back to wide receiver, you know, 43 yards on touchdown. He kind of, backed into 14 points i think just because they were playing miami and they need to score so quickly um and then kenneth walker kept a lot of people in the late game out of the money um he was only 6.4 percent owned but like i think everyone that was in the money at the very low end um you know, saw Kenneth Walker. Okay. Okay. Don't score another, don't score a touchdown. Don't score. A touchdown. I remember watching that game. And every time he scored, I was like, you do that thing where you say to yourself, oh, I had him, I had him in one of the 19 iterations of the lineup that I was tinkering with since Tuesday, like an idiot. So here we are. So, um, thank you. Uh, anonymous listener, listener. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for for the suggestion it's kind of good to look through as we build out this week's lineup so uh-huh. um so let's get to it um thoughts going into this week alex maddie what do you what are you guys thinking ab what do you think what do you got uh you know i'll start by just addressing the pick i kind of dropped on last week and the, the situation that arose is that Jeff Wilson Jr. came over and mm-hmm. didn't take really into account that he's a he's a McDaniel's guy, right? They've played together, so I didn't expect him to get that involved in the offense so quickly yeah. and start stealing that much of a share from Oster. One of the surprising things, Gibby, is looking back at that screenshot that you had from FanDuel is the draft percentage of Moser last week. Yeah, 17% drafted. I would have never guessed that guy would have been that high up. Everybody must have been listening for my pick and going to oh. put him in there. Uh, but you know what I'm going to do this week is uh, I'm not going to flip-flop. I'm sticking with the same thing, but I'm going Jeff Wilson Jr. I think he's getting Ooh. into the offense quickly, uh, and he's going to take over snap count over most of this week. I don't – I agree. He already did. It took him one game, and there's no you, – you nailed it last week, and you just said it again – there's no learning curve for him. Yeah. So he he's not learning. He said, I, I saw something. He's like, look, there's a couple new names for some of the concepts, but they're the same concepts. So it's just him relating it back to what he knows. That's how brains like to work. So he's comfortable. They already had this share. I They're going to be, 
one of them will produce every week and we're just going to have to figure out which one, but it's a 50, 50 shot. I don't hate that. Cause they're going to use them. Right. Well, yeah. And I think they get a great matchup against Cleveland. Right. Mm-hmm. I had a heavy uh, Sunday football day last week. Um, yeah. The one o'clock games. I didn't have any Broncos involved. I, I wasn't, you know, tied to the yeah right a specific game. So it gave me an opportunity to watch like red zone and and you know or flip on a specific Brock game. Osweiler highlights, whatever you get yourself to. <laughs> He's so tall. Um, <laughs> and so um, Wilson, like what I noticed was inside the twenties, they're going to Wilson. Um, mm-hmm. So he is much more likely to score. And, and I think also like in drives as the game got a little tight, it seemed like McDaniels trusted Wilson a little bit more. So, um, so I like it, Alex. I, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, ha- I haven't looked at how often his, uh, his Mostert fumbled or anything like that. Yeah. Um, McDaniel doesn't care. It doesn't seem lock. like, yeah. Like, but I think, I think there's just a, he knows both of them. Right. And yeah. so I think, um, it's a good matchup. I, I love it. We're looking for that. We're looking for that convergence of a, a good team offense versus yep. a bad defense. And AB already said it. The Browns are giving up four point nine per carry on the ground. That's well, got yeah, be, and they they can't awful. allow the pass against this offense. You get yeah. Tyreek and Waddle waiting back there for any given moment. So you know they've got to leave that box open. Yeah, and talented secondary too. Like there's yeah. there's some talent there. So um, they got one of the wards. Yeah, they have. I, I'm not. You can pronounce try. the name of this one, but you know. Yeah, I'm not going to try. Come on. <laughs> um, <laughs> before he force words to my throat. Um, <laughs> let's let's find another running back for the the squad. I don't want to get cute here because again, we we know what we know about these teams. We've seen usage patterns. We understand the entirety of how these offenses want to work, and then if we factor in game script. There's absolutely no argument to not use Etienne again this week. There isn't. He's not even expensive. He's like the sixth or seventh highest. There's no reason not to use him. I that love game's, it. Casey's going to score. Jacksonville's going to have to keep up. He's involved in the offense in both facets. He's running the ball, catching passes. They really only have two playmakers in that entire offense, him yep. and Kirk. And they want to keep – So they wanna, like their worst case scenario is ATN runs for three yards and they – burn 45 seconds doing that and keep that's the thing that's the thing he's got 379 rushing yards but only 30 receiving yards over the past three games that split is definitely going to shift because Casey's going to be up so the upside there is incredible I mean let's just use them right let's not get cute I I agree and when I'm looking at running backs like there's another one that I I was thinking of at a lower price but I I love both these opportunities here we can come back to it for the flex if it makes sense yeah you might need it I I, so two thoughts, one, um, Khalil Herbert, I really like at $5,800. And the reason why is I'm thinking like, who are the, the running backs that are about to pop the next big running backs, like Mm -hmm. not big size wise, but like in terms of, you know, superstardom and you can see it just in the, like watching them one cut and they're gone and who can break a big play. And when I was looking at our lineup last week, I was thinking about, okay, what's our path to, we saw the the winning team had 220. What's our path to 220? And, and so I think like, okay, ATN, you can count on for 15. He's probably going to end up somewhere around 20. Like you can 
feel pretty good about there, but like, what's that 5% chance that he, someone goes off for 40. And I think he's one of those guys that could do that. And um, there's only one other guy in the slate who has more upside and it's Barkley. Henry's not going to have a nice time yeah. against Denver. Oh, Henry. Chubb, Chubb isn't going to be able to run the ball in Miami. They don't give anything up on the ground. That's going to have to be through the air. So there's, there's another guy. And I, I wanted your take on this. And this is another one I want to think about for flex. Are you guys terrified of Jonathan Taylor? Um, it seems that, like he returned to a full practice. New like, coach. I, I don't like it, to be honest. The defense is, is bad. The Raiders season is over. It is I know. Down. And that's, um, that's kind of, and they're not a good run defense. Is it, does it stand to reason too? Jeff Saturday is going to establish the run hard. I was thinking about Jeff Saturday. Like, Gibby, can run. you talk Taylor into the flex just for now? And we'll just see how this goes. Just because I, I would love Because look, who won last week? The guy picked Fields. He literally has, nobody could have looked worse over the first 1.3 seasons of their career and then have two spike weeks in a row. Like, and when, you got to pick those guys to win. When are you going to get like, I'm not going to say Jonathan. Taylor. I don't know his health records. This is we're He's clean. He's here. clean. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but, um, but Jeff Saturday, like, you know, obviously borderline hall of fame center. They, their two best players besides Jonathan Taylor, when healthy are their guard and their center. Mm-hmm. And what's he going to do? Like, and what did, as great as Peyton Manning was, um, you know, Edron James, you know, pulling guard. <laughs> Let's pull a guard. Let's pull a center. Joseph Adai. Like, you know, it was constantly. So, like, I I have no idea. No one knows what Jeff Saturday is going to do. But I I think, like, maybe you're never going to get him for lower than 7000 Never, never, never again. Well, that's what I'm saying. Look at the matchup here that you could get for 7000 Tony right. Pollard or Zeke, either of the Cowboys, uh, either of the Green Bay running backs. So I do agree there's value here. I just have concerns about, you know, him coming well, back, new coach, new basically new team. I think so. And there's I don't know that this game even has. I was trying to, like, talk myself into shootout potential. But Sam Thank Ellinger shouldn't – he he shouldn't be allowed to put a helmet on. Like, he's so, he's so, You're so bad. You're probably right. You're probably but, right. But – if the Raiders are so terrible as we think they are, and they're just running the ball, Taylor, if he's healthy, we don't know. Big if he rips off 80 yard runs, 70 yard runs. Like, I don't know how healthy he is, but it's worth the gamble. I think maybe I, I think let's, let's pencil it in, but I, I like you bringing up Tony Pollard, Alex. Um, and I think, I don't know what you guys thought about Herbert, but I think there's um, potential there. If we need to get really cheap, he's like 5,800. Um might be worth a, a look too. Okay. Yeah. I always like playing him just because he's good. Mm-hmm. He can, again, long runs. He's explosive. He's got exactly. 60 plus so yard runs on his like, resume. Who can, who can score 30 points? Um, yep. Yep. Cause you need those to win. Um, yep. Quarterback. So I was talking to our old buddy um, who's been dodging the podcast as well as some other folks. Uh-huh. You know who you are. Uncle Justin. One of his passions is backup quarterbacks uh-huh. bizarre? <laughs> so, um, <laughs> I don't think we're going in that direction right now. Maybe we are. Maybe we look back at the end of the year, and, and that's where we're at. Um, 
But I'd love to get like if there's a picture of a backup quarterback, and there are no rules. This isn't, you know, kind oh. of like our gas station snack rule, right? Jameis Winston has been a backup quarterback, but you can't be like, oh, I was a backup for six weeks. Like, what's what's be- the outcome we're trying to achieve? What is the goal? What do we want? Well, here? I'm, it's a two part thing. So okay. one, what's a memorable backup quarterback for you? Who do you think of? Who do you like? Who do you gravitate to? You're doing like a Madden franchise. And I you're love thinking, it. Um, I've got my starting quarterback. I want this guy. He's a 63, but he's going to either bring a locker room presence or, um, or you know, there's Charlie Whitehurst, who I reached out to. He hasn't responded to be on the show. <laughs> can't talk about this topic yet. <laughs> he's too busy. <laughs> but Well, in honor of our gas station snacks, I actually have a perfect combo of the ultimate backup quarterback and there's two specific reasons and they're very simple one half of this backup quarterback is going to be chase daniel because that man has only played potentially 50 to 60 snaps of football over the past however many years he's been a backup and he's made 40 million dollars damn it so that was part two Well, I mean, he's. I want his. I want his business acumen. I want his business acumen, and but I want to change his name because there's a better backup quarterback name, and I already kind of spoiled it for you earlier. But it's just it like rolls off the tongue. I would want Bubby Brister. That's the perfect name. What a what a ridiculous name to have. Is that his real name? That's his. uh, Well, maybe. I'm going to look. I should have done this. This is bad um, research. So, so Chase Daniel at $41 million career earnings and has played, to your point, I think in 50 games. But been in mode. League, um, he must just be the best locker room guy. Oh, <laughs> his life is the greatest. He gets to do all that stuff and he never gets hit. And he's yeah. rich. <laughs> Bobby Brister's real name is Walter Andrew Brister III. The um, legacy grows. <laughs> Alex, did you have one in mind that that? I mean, yeah, sure. This guy probably didn't make as much money, um, <laughs> but I, I got to go with Mox the Fox, baby. Let's shout out to um, Friday, uh, not Friday Night Lights. Jeez, uh, Jonathan Moxon uh-huh. from yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Jeez, so, why can't I think of the freaking movie? Um, Mountain, uh, Blue Mountain, not Blue Mountain State. Um, no, Blue Mountain State with Alex Moran. Also, it's a the movie they watch in the day. office. They watch yeah. it in the office for movie day. Varsity what is Blues. The Varsity Blues. Varsity yes. Blues. Thank you. My God. Yeah. Jan, come on in. We're watching a movie. It's movie day. <laughs> Heavy office episode today of, of About Time. About you time. know, Mox the Fox, maybe only 10 regional uh, high school games, but really made a name for himself. <laughs> once we get the i mean future alert once we get the the website and the blog posted um and ready to roll you'll uh you'll see moxon's career stats too and perfect career, career earnings um what do you think he's doing right now like do you think he's, uh, well wasn't he off to stanford so he's probably a professor somewhere at this point doing research taking down bad guys like bud kilmer all over the place Bud Kilmer. Yeah. That that makes perfect sense. So, quarterback, I you know the the obvious game that stood out to me right away. It's the it's the high point scoring game, and I think you can go two different ways here. Um, it's the Chiefs Jags, mm-hmm. and like let's not get cute. Mahomes puts up fifty fantasy points. Yep. Um, 
and they don't run the ball. They literally have, they've rushed the ball. I think their, their market share for the running backs part of the offense is like twenties, 20%. Um, you know, and he's got Kelsey as his all-time favorite, right? But Juju's really making his way up in that offense with targets lately. And if we're going to run out of money and you're going this route, Gibby, not to steal your thunder, you also could just plug Hardman in if you wanted to stack. But I don't, I don't know where you're going with this. I'm excited to hear. Okay. I'm giving everyone an alter. And on the other side of that, right? Like, you know, Jacksonville's going to have to keep up. But I've, I've been living in the Trevor Lawrence illusion for a bit. I still think he's going to be a really talented quarterback, and I think he's going to be a great quarterback going mm-hmm. forward. I don't think this is the fantasy year. I think they're going to rely on ATN. I think they're going to, you know, keep Trevor safe <laughs> this year. Like, I think it's like he went through so much trauma last year in his growth as an NFL player that, you know, let's just make it easy for him. And this is his rookie year. And then next year is his breakout. Cause I actually like it. And I don't want to go down too much of a rabbit hole, but I think he's better than Herbert. Like I, I think he's a going to be a better quarterback than Herbert or on that level um, or, you know, whatever. But um, I have an alternate thought here. I think there's a guy that's been to London and this is a, this you know, you know, when we started the podcast and you pulled <laughs> open FanDuel and you shared your screen and I saw the existing lineups that you had already built, I see that stupid mug look at me in the face from Russ. <laughs> and I said to myself, there's no way he's going to talk himself into this. And I can't wait to hear how you did it. So um, it was really easy. <laughs> I was thinking about it. So I'm I'm cleaning up the leaves and everything and thinking to myself, walking through the process. And um this is a loser leaves town match. Like if you're a WWE fan, you're like, all right, I'm uh, this is it for the Broncos. They've got to win the next three games. They've got Tennessee. For some weird reason, Tennessee is only a three-point home favorite against Denver. Well, Tannehill may or may not play. And if he does, he's playing through injury. And we know Malik Willis stinks. Yeah. And Tannehill might stink too. So that's telling me Vegas thinks they're about equal. And Mm -hmm. I don't think Tennessee is going to be able to move the ball. So I think Denver should have relatively good field position. And they have a decent pass rush. Denver cannot really run the ball or establish the run. Their answer to that was Chase Edmonds, right? And like check down third down, you know, running back. Um, Russ is going to have to make some plays with his feet. Um, and and I think he's finally healthy. He's had a week off. He was doing high knees on the way back from London too. Never stopped. And I think if there's a week, and this is kind of the time of the year that he starts to get things together, like middle of the season, even last year when he came back from his pinky, you guys are both hand in hat. I love it. I'm not doing it for the million dollar lineup. I just want to talk it a through. A ceiling of 28 points so far this season. His best game is two touchdowns. And, you so, know, I know we're not focusing on looking back at, you know, what performance was, but I think he's going to be in the 15, 16 point range again this week. We'll do a side bet. Um, okay. Yeah, I like that, that side action. Yep. Yeah, 
We'll do some side it, action on that. Some of these concerns about his level of play were already beginning last year. And I know we've had this conversation ad nauseum and we don't need to keep having it. But it would now be, we're at the point now where it would be a shock if he does revert back to prime Russ. I, I mean, hey, I'd love to see it. It'd be hilarious. You'd oh, be able to God. bury people. You oh. would be able to bury people. <laughs> I told you. You'd be I all have... over Tarbell. Rip would pretend it never it's happened. Drawer. It'd be fantastic. <laughs> the Full receipts. Of your accountant is going to be either very happy or very angry at the end of this. <laughs> so anyway, I just wanted to make the case. I'm going to drop that train for a while unless, yeah. you know, yeah, drop it in the trash. Things. So <laughs> let's just put this on the air. What do we what do we want to put the over under on points this year to do our side back or this week? Excuse me. 20 points. Do you think he'll yeah. go over 20? We'll go 20. We'll go. OK. Yeah, it feels doable on either side. Yep. yep. Um, Love that. Put on the board. So, so anyway, uh, I, I think there are two bets here or two two quarterbacks here. There's either Mahomes or there's Kirk Cousins. I'm a little nervous about Kirk Cousins against Buffalo. Um, but I think, and I actually, I was thinking about that game and then I pulled away. Um, my thought process on that initially was like, hey, they might need to score. But then I looked at like Josh Allen and who knows what's going on. So I'm staying completely away from that game. But I was thinking about it, Maddie, and I was like, if if someone else picks Justin Jefferson, does that does that fix it? Does that fix? They're the not Justin? throwing deep. I don't know. Minnesota's not yeah. throwing deep at all. Cousins has so like the I, fewest attempts, so it's just not I worth think it. Let's and we we've, we've spent too long quarterbacks. I think let's uh, you know go with Mahomes, pencil him in, and there's going to be points scored in that game. Okay. Are you, um, gonna, are you gonna stack him here? Or are you gonna try to stack him at tight end because Kelsey's expensive? Kelsey's really expensive. You've got tight end. Um, mm. So I'll leave it to you and I'm going to leave you some money because I, I you know, I, I took up a bit with Mahomes, but I think he's reasonable at 8,500. Um, I love Amari Cooper here. Trying agree. to agree. Miami. Um, agree. I was having a really hard time keeping him out of my lineup. Uh, Do you want some data to back that up so you can yes, lock right in on it? Yeah, Me absolutely. Amari uh, Cooper's man versus zone splits for targets per route run. Every year, there's a delta of at least 10% or more. So it's like 20 to 30%. So his his um, yards per route run essentially go up when he faces man coverage as opposed to zone. This year so far, 35% um, split for his routes, yards per route run on man. And the Dolphins play the second most man in the NFL. So you're in good shot. Good shot there to do something. Um, The other wide receiver that I had penciled in um, I like Chris Olave here going against a banged up Pittsburgh defense. I, I think he's, you know, him and Kamara are the only two options on offense. Um, and, and I thought reasonable. And then I was looking kind of deep. I was trying to play like, okay, can we go Gallup? But who knows if Green Bay can score more than 13 points. I really like George Pickens too in yep. that game. But like, I could also see this game being a 13 to 10 game. So I'm a little nervous about putting both Olave and Pickens. I don't know. Any thoughts on either of those two? Or maybe I just take take the cheaper one and well, it's kind of like the Patriots when you're drafting and you're drafting running backs and you're looking at Patriots running backs, you just take the the, the old adage is you just take the cheaper of the two and then you roll the dice. So if I'm you, I'm taking I mean Olave has a higher upside 
potential just because of the fact that he's the alpha in that offense. But um, Claypool's gone. They're off of a bye. Pickens is flashed. He's like a thousand cheaper. We might need to build the rest of the lineup before you make that decision, to be honest. I'm good with that. I'm good with that. And I think that you're right on the money. Stay away from Green Bay this week. Rodgers, Mm -hmm. the whole team's turned on Rodgers at this point. He's been throwing him under the bus for nine weeks now. Uh, And he's not even going to be – he's already on the injury report, too. Maybe he plays. He's probably going to play. But I'm not going anywhere near Green Bay again for a while. No. And I'm going to bring this up. This is the second to last Bronco I'll bring up. Um, Judy's target share and what he's doing with it. He didn't do much with it against Indy or or, um, the Chargers. But, like, he's starting to get into the end zone. and he's sixty four hundred dollars. I, it's the third worst defense against wide receivers, and he's sixty four hundred dollars. And the talent is there, and Russ is looking his way. I think it, if you want to grant me that one, I think he's a safe bet and can save some money with our average being fifty five hundred. I don't think it's insane to put Judy in um, at wide receiver because I think he could score two touchdowns. Yeah, I don't have a. I don't love any of these guys so i don't really have a, a firm lean if you feel good about it then that's great because I, I mean I, he's yeah do we want to go crazy at any other wide receiver before he gets tight I, end and well so do this do me a favor so i was looking so the raiders are definitely bad we know yep. that but what we also know is fantasy points um are they grow in the fertile soil of opportunity and <laughs> <laughs> Devonte Adams is the only guy in that offense that can catch passes right now, and they're yep. fighting for their lives. So he's going to see. It's going to be one of those classic Devonte Adams games where he sees like, and he didn't get targeted in the second half last week after blowing it out in the first half. Yeah, squeaky, squeaky wheel. He's a fifteen, yeah. sixteen target guy. If we want to spend up, he's where I would do it. Yeah, seventeen targets he had last week, and only two of them were in the second half, and he was not happy about it. Yep. And Waller's out and Renfro's out. Renfro's definitely out too. I, I think that's where you got to spend the money because I wouldn't do it on Diggs this week. Um, you yeah. Know, our, our history with Justin Jefferson is just terrible. So, <laughs> yes, we got to stay away for, for the betterment of him and us. We need to stay away. <laughs> I was thinking about, like, I was honestly like, do we just take Cup or Hill again? Hill, I think, is he's bound for one week that I, I yeah. don't want to grab him. And I, let's I not get left holding that bag. Yeah. Um, we do have to jump, drop somebody now though. Um, I know, I know. And I, I got a little cute. Maybe it's Mari Cooper for Nicole Hardman. Um, Oh, I don't hate that. How much is Hardman or, here? Or Juju saves us 800 bucks. Won't be enough. We'd have to go down to Hardman. If he, hopefully he's like closer to six. Oh, he's up. Did I just oh. say he's not playing? Yeah, questionable abdomen. That looked like an O. I think you passed him. Yeah, he's far. up. Right there. there is. There is. Oh, oh he's oh, out. Yeah. Sorry. Interesting. We're breaking. That gives moves. me even more reason to want to go with Juju. Or Tony, if we want to go even cheaper. Let's do it. They gave him targets right when he got in there. Sky Moore, yeah. I think, had to retire. I don't even think he plays anymore. But they were giving <laughs> Tony targets. And they're not giving any to MVS. He's just running wind sprints. Yeah, and I, look, I, I'm, I'm, I was pitching the idea of a, a stack with Judy and and um, and 
Russ, but but I, I'm willing to pivot. I think there's a Chiefs receiver in here. Let's see if we have enough money for Juju. We're still thinking about Taylor. I think our locks right now, we've got Mahomes, Jeff Wilson, ATN, Devontae Adams. We're mm-hmm. building around that. We need two more receivers, tight end, defense, flex. Um, I'm a little all over the place. I've had a lot of thoughts this week on different. Well, why don't players. we just why don't we just get rid of defense and tight end, and then we really shrink yeah, yeah. the scope? And then we so know what we need to do. So I've got a defense. There's I, I followed the Gibby principle. I went all the way down to the bottom. I worked my way up, and I found a team this week that everybody hates, but actually gets a lot of pressure on the quarterback. And that team happens to have a hard time protecting that quarterback, and he's also prone to throwing picks. So the Texans are 3,400. They've been scoring points. They're too low. They, the Giants aren't good. They're manufacturing. Uh, that's, that's my sneaky like upset of the week right Love there. It. Let's ride with that then, because that's going to save us a ton of money. I, I think so, too. Um, um, there are other ones. If you've got money to spend, um, the Saints, I, I enjoy right now. They get pressure on the quarterback. Um and and can shut they have I mean Lattimore shuts down one side of the field for the most part. So I think they're they're someone if you're looking to spend a little bit more, but I don't think they're drastically different to Alex's point a couple of weeks ago. Like what would you rather have like eight points or 10 points and then mm-hmm. save five hundred dollars to spend elsewhere where you might get 15 more points. So oh and now we're that? jaded after hitting for 26 points on New England. Look at, us. Look at us. Um so tight end. Um, I have two options here. One of them is predicated on whether or not Josh Allen plays. Look at you. You just love looking at pictures of Greg Dulcich. How many pictures of Greg Dulcich have you printed out and put in your bedroom? They're all Look. behind me. Oh my <laughs> poor Nina. Um so I like I like Dawson Knox if Case Keenum plays because he's probably gonna target yep. less. He's not gonna be going down the field as much, so he might be looking right. for some outlets. Um I also like Jawan Johnson. Only because he's 4,800 and there aren't a lot of other options on that D on that offense and Pittsburgh stinks and he's caught three touchdowns in two weeks. So they're looking for him there. You can't accidentally catch touchdowns. Like you've got to be targeted in the red zone to get those. Yep. But he's, his floor is zero and his ceiling is 18. So it's kind of like, if we don't really have another tight end that we feel great about, it's sort of just like, it's all upside with that one. And if you want to get even crazier and save more money, you can roll the dice on one of the Lions tight ends, either Brock Wright or the other guy there whose name I'm mistaken, Mitchell. Um, Cause there's zero. They're like minimum priced. What do you think, Al? I, I don't disagree this week. I mean, in my opinion, tight end is not where I spend money. I, I just never have historically. I'm not, you know, a pick a Kelsey guy or even a Gronkowski guy back in the day. Right. So I like to find value and I'm, I'm good with Manny's thoughts here. Yeah. Yeah. I think let's go cheaper. The two, right. Yeah, there's no upside. So I don't like to spend more than five. 4,800 seems fair. And Jawan Johnson scoring touchdowns. So let's let's roll those dice. And then yeah, where does that leave what, us? And and I like when I was building my own lineups, I was looking at Dulcich. And and to your point, you're right. Like I was like, okay, what's the most likely scenario is four catches, 64 yards, and maybe a touchdown. And that's 8.4 if he doesn't score a touchdown. It's 14.4. And Jawan Johnson could score a touchdown and get 42 yards. And it's about the same thing. I am um, also seeing now here, I'm learning this for the first time because I haven't checked today, Njoku's not playing this week, and I thought he was going to force himself to play. 
So if you think that game is going to be somewhat high scoring, you could also pivot over to Harrison Bryant for the same price as Juwan Johnson. So it's a choose your own adventure there. No touchdowns though. Yeah. And I trust as crazy as it sounds, I I'd rather have like the red rocket. Yeah. Andy Dalton over Jacoby Brissett. All right. Uh, let's lock, let's lock it in. Let's move on and yeah. see if this saves us okay. enough money to make now it. We've got 66 50. Let's get a receiver. Let's just, we've got Devonte Adams in let's get the wide receiver. We want Juju is, it makes perfect sense. Like, Eight mm-hmm. targets, 12 targets the last two weeks. And yep. he was on steady pace, like eight targets, eight targets, eight targets. He dropped down to five, but he did he was the most efficient that week. Like I think it's it's starting to happen. Yep. With he'll, he'll five targets again, it's a great Buffalo defense, though, right? So I think that's an outlier. Let's focus on the trending upward. I, I love this pick personally. Yep. Yep. I, He's I gonna get all those hardman targets. Yep. And going back to our point of like who's gonna score 40 points. I think we have a lineup of mostly guys that that could, um, and we'll review it in a second once we get our sec our third wide receiver in. We have there's six- there's a guy available to us here at this price point, Gibby, that gives you an opportunity to get <laughs> super stoked. Oh um, man, like I do. that's that's a face yeah, even a mother couldn't love. You can't even pick that guy. I can't even do it. But I was looking at Adam Thielen for a bit. I was looking at, um, I mean, Mooney, if we think there's a chance that yep. this game goes wild. Yep. Um, 62 is a good price to take that risk for a guy who's been consistently scoring at least eight, nine points. Right. I think like Sutton's upside. Um, I was looking at Cortland Sutton and, and trying to talk myself into it, but yeah. his upside is five catches. I mean, he's going to end the year with good numbers, like, but he's going to, his upside's five catches, a hundred yards, and maybe a touchdown. Like that's the top of the ceiling. And that's 21 points, which is great. Or somewhere around there. Mooney could catch two or three touchdown passes, um, or you know, eight targets and and you know, 150 yards, 170 yards. So I, I think I think Mooney's the play here. So I think we have guys that have a ton of upside. Mahomes, Jeff Wilson. Travis Etienne, Juju, Darnell Mooney, Devontae Adams, Juwan Johnson, Jonathan Taylor, Houston Texans. Yep. We're sticking with Taylor. Are we? Are Alex is nervous? I know Alex. No, I like this lineup. Well, why don't nervous. you see? Like why don't we? What else is available to us there at that price point? And see, let's see if AB feels any better. But oh, his guy is just staring us in the face at sixty nine hundred. Just staring at us. Is that something that he wants to do? Let's no, let him make the more call. confident this week with Juju. You like? Let's let Alex make this call. This is on. Instead of Juju, instead of else? Taylor. No, oh, sorry, sorry. At Inflex instead of Taylor. Okay. No, I'm good with it. Let's let's flip the coin here. Let's let's okay. give him a shot, folks. We did it. This one feels up. good. That one feels I'll, good. I'll also bring up that Gibby brought up four Broncos today, so that's it for November. He's yeah, done. he's at his quota done. for sure. Yeah, I told you. He tried to he tried to sneak Mike Boone in there. You guys not even playing. <laughs> Loser leaves town. Did any of them make it? No one made it. No one made the roster. <laughs> we we that's saved fair. you from yourself. That's all. Thank you. Listen, I gotta well, see. We gotta see it before we can get those guys in there. I know. I know. 
Um, I just wanted to throw some some wild ideas out your way and, and for our listeners too. So uh, I, I would be remiss before we sign off for the night. Um, what a fantastic uh, month of November, end of October. We had a uh, meeting with guests, Ryan Harris. We met with Sterling Street Brewery, uh, Mike McFarlane, uh, Coach Brian Hoy on our Tuesday night show monday night tuesday night show um had a ton of fun and and got to listen to some stories so please tune in uh we love to have those conversations this week coming up um we have uh adam leach who um runs congdon's after dark and has been at congdon's donuts in wells maine for the last uh gosh probably since he's been born but we'll get the full story next week um, we might have a special episode coming up as well, uh, with, with some more, uh, fodder for me. Um, but, um, Alex, thank you for all of the work you've done over the last nine weeks. Now we've been running this. So, That's um, yep. That's great. And then special holiday week, week of Thanksgiving. We have a, a Pearson reunion show, um, we might need to figure something out for a, a, a Turkey Day uh, lineup as well mm-hmm. as the, the Sunday slate. So we'll like we've got a fantasy draft coming up that we will. Be, oh, that's right. We will be uh, we will be live for very live. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Well, it's Friday. I hope you guys enjoy the rest of the day. And everyone, uh, thanks for listening. And we are off. Enjoy the weekend. Good work, boys. Good yeah. work. Thank you.